This is Film Prejudice with your hosts, Jason and Seth. I think they kind of prejudice, prejudice, prejudice. Are you prejudiced? Welcome to Film Prejudice, your go-to podcast for harshly judgmental commentary on unreleased cinema. I'm your host, Zach, and uh, along with me today is everybody's favorite co-host, Jason. <laughs> everybody's favorite co-host. Wait. How do I feel about that? I just had a... No, no, I had something, a thought that it's I wanted that, to look up, so I picked up my phone and I started looking great, at something. Great, but it, you know, um, it's, a, it's an audio thing, so you should, you know talk yeah uh well i'm i'm struggling a little bit today (laughs) all right boring Um, uh joe is here with us thank you for having me uh sound master joe he's our audio engineer and uh guest for this episode hi joe hi zach hi jason hi am i supposed to speak of any type of relevance of myself and why i'm here other than being an audio technician we don't know because jason swears by shooting from the hip so i'm leaving it up to him to uh talk about something interesting (laughs) um i thought i was having a stroke earlier but i'm pretty sure i wasn't i think it's just a that silent migraine i was talking about you didn't tell us that that i thought i was having a stroke no well the symptoms are similar and anytime something is going wrong with my body i assume that it's a stroke (laughs) (laughs) um but anyway uh this is our first podcast wait we're not talking about the old podcast all right this is our first podcast ever first episode no we should we should we should mention that yeah thanks all you folks out there that helped with our test run of, of, <laughs> of film prejudice beta um <laughs> what we're not going to do is acknowledge the last film that we were supposed to see silence silence yeah yeah did because you ever we, did you ever see it no yeah neither did i no i we it <laughs> we didn't want to go see it so much that it broke the podcast yeah. really that's what happened i don't even know what that film is and nor was i aware of film prejudice test run beta season yeah, um, uh, Silence was uh, Martin Scorsese's last movie. Most recent movie. If you say last, it sounds like he died. I don't know. He's dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently Silence was very bad. It, just from a trailer's perspective, it sounds like. It's about Catholicism, uh, yeah. basically. Uh, yeah. Right? yeah. In Japan? Yes. Yeah. Liam Neeson goes to Japan to try to find his missing daughter from some... No, wait, that's taken. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, today what, we're just going to talk about Star Wars, right? Uh, no. We're not? No, we don't acknowledge Star Wars on Film Prejudice. All all of my notes are about Star Wars. Star Are we talking about the Ronald Reagan era uh, missile defense system? Star Wars? Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a movie. Hmm. I lived through the Cold War. I'm going to do this. No, I shouldn't. No. Just leave it open. Right. I'm going to do it once. Just, Joe's just 
listening right now, just thinking like, okay, there's more work for me. There's more work for me. Yeah. Yeah. If one hasn't discussed my relevance, it is that I am an audio technician has to sit through an edit podcast. Right. Thankfully, not this one. <laughs> but yeah, who's editing this? What? <laughs> for the non-visual audience, Zach is just pointed at Joe. Oh. We just make the guest edit it every time. That could be fun. <laughs> fun fun for everyone but the guest and the listeners. Right. I really like this idea. Every episode would be like have its own little feel. You know? Yeah, I have a feeling we we'd have a lot of guests that would not participate. You'd have zero repeat guests. Hey, you want to do film prejudice again? <laughs> no, that took like a week of my life yeah. away. Should uh should you explain what's going to happen on this podcast? Uh, so yeah, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the way things work on Film Prejudice, we will be reviewing movies based only on trailers and other ancillary information. Sorry, it's that stroke. <laughs> um, we're just reviewing movies we haven't seen. And then, we assign them a rating, and then uh, one of them, randomly, we're going to have to go watch, and on the next episode, we will do a full review of that movie. And and compare our review see from how, beforehand. See how correct we were in our uh, prejudice. And we used to allow the uh, our listener to pick what movie we were going to go see, but um, they were not very good at it, so we decided biased. to go with a random movie. A random movie, not based on the rating that the tra- we give the trailers? No, we're going to... Uh, how are we going to do this? We're going to roll a die? Well, I don't know. I wasn't listening. <laughs> Checked all out. This, all, this, all, this, all this stuff just bores me. Yeah, it's pretty boring. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, we're going to cut all this cares. out. This is all gone. Yeah. We're going to cut out the entire intro. Is that now a thing that's going to be like... No, that'll be fine. That thing? Like the noise? It should be okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Anyway. It's a podcast. It's not perfection. It won't step on any of our lines or anything. Nah, I just didn't know if it was going to be like, you know, <clears throat> weird for you, for somebody whoever's editing this thing. Uh, I like one. how I started out as a guest. And, <laughs> and now you're kidding. the audio, audio technician, technician, you're the editor. The studio owner. The studio. <laughs> um, Welcome to Joe's bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> How's your uh, web design skills? <laughs> the, you sh- <laughs> <laughs> How's your project management? You just want to take it from here? (laughs) Start writing our outro. And can you get your own guests from now on? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) That'd be great. If you guys just want to give me $40, I'd be like cool with that. Uh, No, the guests do not get paid. Oh, damn. He's the sound engineer, though. The sound engineer is also a volunteer. (laughs) Now, when it comes to editing... Are you sure about that? I mean, you spend your money on home lighting systems, and... I did. I spent $250 and, uh, on lighting. And who knows what else? I mean, you know, you keep know. Joe a little money. Oh, I just He's working hard over. to edit our show together. <sighs> did, I, can, I don't know if the mic picked that up. <sighs> <laughs> um, We should jump into... Uh, Reviewing some movies, right? Yeah. Um, so each fortnight when we report... 
<clears throat> we are a fortnightly podcast, and each fortnight when we record our episode, we're going to be reviewing five unreleased films. So let's go ahead and dig into this episode's five. Digging is a great uh, reference when you come into the first one, actually. Lord, make me a channel of thy peace. Where there are shadows, I may bring light. Where there is discord, harmony. Uh, first up, digging in. Speaking of digging in, um, George Romero's Day of the Dead uh, remake. But it's not George Romero. It's not George Romero anymore, is it? Okay. Well, let me just read the plot summary. A small group of military personnel and survivalists dwell in an underground bunker as they seek to find a cure in a world overrun by zombies. Uh, I didn't even know that there was a Day of the Dead. You've like, never no, seen Dave? No, no, no. I've seen Romero's, but like the, whatever, they re- they did a new version like 10 years ago? I've... I just found this out I mean, when I was like they, looking they, into this. The whole history of these remakes of these Romero movies is really confusing because there was uh, Dawn of the Dead in 2004. They did a remake of that. Yeah. And then there was, another, that one was... I think they did Day of the Dead in like 2008 with Mena Savari. That's what I'm talking about. Right. And this is a sequel to that, right? Uh, no, is it a, no, no, no. This not? is a completely different thing. It's just somebody else got the rights to it. <laughs> I think they I think they secured the rights in 2013 when zombies were super hot. And now they're making a zombie movie now that no one really cares anymore. Well, that's fucking dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was dumb to remake any of them to begin with. Yeah. Right? I, you know, I agree. I mean, surprisingly, I, this movie is not nominated for any Golden Globes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the the only thing that I wrote down that was like really positive about this was good-looking entrails. And then even when I say that, I feel like I'm insulting Tom Savini. The sound design actually looked really good from the trailer. Uh, uh, sounded, it sounded good. Sounded good. Didn't look good. <laughs> like the, the, uh, the actual crunching of flesh from teeth was probably like the most cringeworthy. It was like a, what is that, ASMR, like the weird... Uh, physical triggering that's the second time you've used that term today and the other was in reference to bob ross's voice oh yeah i really <laughs> like i'm an audio guy <laughs> like that, uh, yeah from what i could see in the trailer it looks like it's pretty true to the original as far as the plot goes like they have that zombie that can talk and reason and whatnot uh bub i think his name was in the original day of the dead i'm glad to see that bub is still in there but i don't remember the day of the dead at all i i so the premise of it is that they're trying to cure or domesticate is that what it was the uh a zombie well the the military and civilians are all cooped up in this building and uh, the military i believe is working on a cure and there's a lot of tension and then i'm not gonna spoil the ending for you if you haven't seen it um Uh, but if you're gonna go watch a day of the dead watch romero's yeah don't watch this um, I mean, unless you're into sound design. Yeah. Okay. If you're into sound design or, uh, you know, the things that this is rated R for bloody violence and gore language and brief sexuality and nudity, then go see this movie. Um, I, I, I gave it a four. Gave it a four. 
I, I gave it a five and about where you are, Joe. I would give it a six, but I also really like ap- apocalyptic films because, I don't know, I guess I sounds nice to reset everything to zero. Maybe not with zombies, but sometimes I think the world's just that bad. All right. <laughs> so positive. Do you understand that you are charged with operating an illegal gambling business? Are you taking me on as a client? I don't think I can convince my partners that they can fly around the poker princess. If you think a princess can do what I did, you're incorrect. I'm getting that you don't think much of me, but what if every single one of your ill-informed, unsophisticated opinions about me were wrong? I'd be amazed. This is a true story. Molly's Game is the true story of Molly Bloom, an Olympic-class skier who ran the world's most exclusive high-stakes poker game and became an FBI target. Written and directed by Aaron Sorkin, based on uh, the... West Wing uh, guy. Yeah, well, amongst other things. I mean, well, he's never really directed before, right? No, this is his, uh, I believe, his debut. Yeah, he's a writer. He is a writer, um, Oscar-winning writer, right? Good job. He won for, what, The Social Network, I think. Uh, I'd never I'd never heard of this person before. You? Have you heard of Molly Bloom? Nope. No. Hmm. I do always like films that are sort of like people disobeying the rules for their own success. But then at the same time, I kind of feel like those characters, like The Big Short or The Wolf of Wall Street, which are also like movies about money and people breaking rules to gain success. is like if you met any of those people in real life, you're kind of like, oh, those people are kind of douchebags, not superheroes. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that, I mean, I'm interested in seeing Molly's Game. Are you? Yeah, I'm not. I like. I'm not at all. I like. Uh, I mean, I like Jessica I like, Chastain and and Idris Elba. Yeah, so good, do I. But the, who cares about this poker game? It's but, a movie about a poker game. I like poker. I I just don't see where it can go. Where just, it can I go? I wish that I had someone to explain the trailer. Oh yeah, like, and you should watch the uh, like maybe in voiceover format the trailer that. Um, they released with Aaron Sorkin doing commentary where he does exactly that. <laughs> really, though, you should listen or watch and listen to his commentary on that trailer because it's... The only better thing than watching trailers is listening to directors talk about what the trailer means. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently making trailers is hard. <laughs> hard work. I didn't even realize people did that now. Like, I understand commentary of like on a DVD of a film that's already come out. Yeah. Never... Oh, it's it's the first time I've never of heard us of it. Yeah, I've ever heard of that. So yeah. literally, he is doing commentary to the trailer of the film. Yes, that has yet to or just he, come out. Yeah, he is explaining yeah. the trailer wow. <laughs> and the choices Me. that were made <laughs> while putting together the trailer. Um, I don't know. I I was like really not unsure about this movie. Like I was struggling to come up with uh, how I felt about it. So I'm kind of going off of his previous writing. Also, you forgot to mention uh, Kevin Costner is in this. I believe it's the. Huh, I believe maybe, he's maybe there's something forgettable about Kevin Costner. Yeah, I believe he's doing a British accent. Is Kevin Costner still showing his butt in every movie? Is that just me that I'm, um, I? I mean, I've never noticed that. Every. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I hope that that's not a thing in this. I think he's like the. Uh, he's probably the FBI agent coming after her yeah it's also got michael Cera. now is michael Cera playing himself because she's uh cast as player x 
which um, it is rumored that that is supposed to be a Tobey Maguire, I think. Yeah, because what I understand in the movie is about high stakes poker, not from like professional gamblers, but just like celebrity. Yeah, celebrity sports stars. Like I guess at some point the Russian mob was showing up and playing some games. Oh, man, I just don't care about rich people throwing money around. Next. Also, it's two hours and 20 minutes long. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> I, I, didn't, a, I, I didn't look at the runtime. Have we ranked it? I give it a one. Oh, God. Um, two hours and 20 minutes. Two hours and 20 minutes, yeah. Of rich people throwing away money that I'll never, ever make in my entire lifetime. Yeah. Uh, I give it a six. Yeah, I I had it at a five, but finding out about that runtime, it's, it's a three now. <laughs> I took it down two notches. I don't want to see this. I can't actually give it a one. It would probably be relatively entertaining. Um, yeah, four, 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 five, four, five, four, five. I'll, no, four. Shut up, Joe Stone. <laughs> <laughs> Everything from before this trip. Everything. None of it exists. Not unless you want it to. You're just a kid on a camping trip. With your big brother. What's your real name? When I say fire. Why would he lie? Fire. What can you tell me about that? Fire. Who's over there? Fire. Mysterious events surround two travelers as they make their way across a remote American landscape. On the surface, all seems normal. But what appears to be a simple vacation soon gives way to a dark and complex web of secrets in The Strange Ones. That was the most beautiful read of the blurb. Yeah. After watching yeah. the trailer. I know, you said vacation weird. Ugh, I'll do it again. No, no, no. It was, it was just a vacation. <laughs> just patch it in. Vacation. No, no. Patch in mine. Vacation. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, after watching the trailer and and reading that blurb, I'm still not really clear what this film is about, but it looks intriguing. I am also intrigued. I feel like the, the one thing that stood out to me was I, I almost felt like that movie was – the target audience is Generation X because I felt like there's the 90s Volvo station wagon and the girl with the bangs and – um, the kid that sounds like he's about to break into tears. Well, I don't know if that's a Generation X thing, but it was super emo. The kid <laughs> breaking into tears, yes, is very much a thing for for me at least. Yeah. I mean, the way the little boy talks in the trailer is like right on the verge. His voice is just cracking the whole time. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not familiar with anybody involved with this movie. Never heard of the filmmakers, uh, the actors, um, Alex Pettifer. Sounds like a character from Harry Potter. Yeah, and you you know, there's always that risk with a child actor that it could he could be really bad. <sighs> he could be, but I like that I've never like. Oh yeah, I'm unfamiliar yeah. with all these. Yeah, it's like uh, I have. Um... It's good to see a bunch of strangers on the screen, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, we don't. Well, I have no expectations. Yeah. I, I've had no no like uh, previous like. Um... Oh my god, it's that fucking you know saying about this uh silent migraine, my inability to come up with words. I just don't connect them to anything else. Does that make sense? Yeah. I have the there's opposite this, feeling. Baggage with Jessica I have the Chastain. opposite feel uh, but not as bad no 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 not baggage. <laughs> um I have the opposite uh feeling about um a movie we're about to talk about soon, um, The Post. 
You and me both. Yeah. Right now, I'm going to just let it go because my brain isn't no, working. I mean, I mean, basically what you're saying is that you're you're looking fondly upon this movie because the lack of information makes it hard to be prejudiced about it. That is, yeah. Yeah. I so you like, just don't know that you're supposed to hate it. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I can help. Um, oh, please. <laughs> I would say like the main big I did it brother. again. Every time you start talking, I just make a noise. God damn it. No one wants to hear me. I'm just here to record and edit. <laughs> um, for free. For free. And then I have to give somebody $40, apparently. Is that what <laughs> this is Huckleberry. Chad's mom. Tom's. <laughs> Chad's mom is raking it in. The guest now pays us. <laughs> I would say with Strange Ones, like, the the cinematography looked pretty artistic in a good way like the just in the trailer itself they just had really the shots were really wide they used the actual town as a character instead of just action shots and close-ups but yeah it was a little confusing and it, i'm gonna guess it's one of those films it's like ooh, look how mysterious our film is and the plot will kind of develop in that same way where you're like okay i get it you were making a thriller mystery film that didn't really have anything of value it was actually kind of vapid mm. i'd like to hear the commentary on the trailer to see like what the directors were thinking when they were putting it together you know <laughs> really like, um you know if every trailer had commentary it would make our jobs a lot easier <laughs> We should recommend it. I think Aaron Sorkin should just – that should be his new job. So he yeah. just said commentary on all trailers? Right. I yeah. like it. I mean, I like it. why should we waste our time doing it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, this movie, hour and 21 minutes. It's an hour – Oh, it comes in under your mark. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. No, Which, this is not a commitment. Like, even if it is kind of bad, it's like, oh, it's an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. You can do that standing up. So I give it a, I give it a seven. seven. I gave it a seven. That's bullshit. <laughs> Sevens, in my opinion, are non-committal. Sevens shouldn't exist in the screen. It's like going, yeah, it's it might be okay or not. No, that's yeah. that's where I go with that's I use a five. That's a that. five for me as well. Uh, Isn't yeah. seven God's number? <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. God is seven. <laughs> Can we roll pixies right there, please? That's up to you as the sound engineer. <laughs> yeah, it's um, also up to you to settle any lawsuits. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I would give it an eight based on how the cinematography of it looked pretty fun. I'm a sucker for uh, 90s Volvo station wagons. And I just felt like I was the target off. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it an eight because of a fucking station wagon. <laughs> and it's an hour and twenty minutes long. So yeah, that that's what did it for me. If it would have been in two hours, I'd be like, fuck this. Oh well, I'm also I'm not saying that <laughs> I, I give this chance. an eight off of all films that have ever existed. But yeah, you guys kind of you would you guys see a movie that ranked a one on your list if it was higher than all the other ones? I think that's actually how this podcast started. Is oh. we went to see Grown Ups Two together. Yeah. And so that and that that's maybe a zero. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you ever need to reset your meter, just yeah. That, I see. That's my, the yeah. lower end of the spectrum right there. Maybe I'm just too nice. I'm not vicious enough on this stuff. 
You're right. It deserves a seven. Do you have the papers? Not yet. This is a devastating security breach that was leaked out of the Pentagon. The most highly classified documents of the war. The Times says 7,000 pages detailing how the White House has been lying about the Vietnam War for 30 years. The way they lied, those days have to be over. A cover-up that spanned four U.S. presidents pushed the country's first female newspaper publisher and a hard-driving editor to join an unprecedented battle between journalists and government. The Post. This is Steven Spielberg, Meryl Streep, <laughs> Tom Hanks all going is, for Oscars. This is the latest episode in emotional manipulation and overacting from Steven Spielberg. What? You don't like Spielberg? No. You don't like Spielberg at all? No. Early. Yeah. But, I mean, not like you. I don't like War Horse. I thought War Horse was fine. Lincoln was not good. I mean, they're both better than Hook. I mean, the acting was good. The movie overall. That that lantern at the end. Man, I just... No. No. I can't deal with it. And and this has... uh, this has a, a bit of a problem for me that uh, I guess I'll refer to as Leslie Nielsen syndrome, which is Bob Odenkirk in a serious role. I've never seen that before. Wasn't like Breaking Bad like he was? Not really. No, it's still, he's like the comic relief in Breaking Bad. You don't think he's a, a comic points. relief in this? No. I don't, I don't, I don't know if uh. there is comic relief in this. But no, every time he gets on screen, all I can ever think of is the cock ring skit from Mr. Show. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all over. I can almost guarantee Bob Odenkirk has some kind of like little witty comic relief line in there somewhere. Uh, one of the writers attached to this movie also, he wrote um, Spotlight, which is like the same damn movie, right? Just about a cover-up involving the priests in the oh yeah yeah this movie looks it has such an all-star cast that it's one of those things where i'm sure all the actors do a great job but it, i guess it's almost annoying yeah right like when I, that's what i'm saying when we're talking about like it's nice to see like a movie where i don't know anybody like i have so many like it's kind of like you've got expectations and yeah. and you know exactly what you're gonna get it's it's boring. It's yeah, I think like, it looks boring. I think this movie yeah. looks really boring. They um, made it for money. There's a quick shot in the trailer where you see like this, I'm not sure where it is, but there's a room full of people and they're all like slowly standing up one after another. And I'm just like, that's that's one of those Spielberg uh, one of moments. Those moments. Yep. So he's going to he's going to do that. Um, it does have uh, Bradley Whitford. And I think that he deserved a higher billing. You should say Whitford Streep. Hanks. <laughs> that would that would improve things a lot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it definitely looks like it was made for baby boomers as as a way to sell tickets and yeah, get awards. It's sort of like a last hurrah, kinda of like the way the Expendables fourteen or whatever had like the ensemble cast that just looked like complete crap, but yeah. was just like, Well, this will get some dumbasses in the theater. It's an hour fifty five minutes, which is a little shorter than I thought it would be. But not enough to. Yeah, I I really like feel like it would be tolerable. I expected this thing to be like two and a half hours long. Yeah, but what about how like it relates to current events between the government and journalists? I think Day of the Dead is like a lot more on par with uh, how people feel about current events. 
Agreed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let's just burn it all down. Why are we trying to save it? Anyway, this movie looks fucking boring, and I I give it a six only because um, you're being generous. Well, it has actors that I that will be fine. They're gonna be like you said. It's gonna be boring, and you're giving it a six. Should it, that boring is a five. You're right. Yeah, I give it a four. I gave it a four. Okay, you can't give it. A, give it a five. I give it a f- four and a half. You obviously are looking forward to it way more than I am. Trying to give it a looking six. forward to it. I I have no desire to see you. you but I think it marked that, as a six, which but, means you're optimistic. But I think that if I watch it, like it, like I'll be oh yeah, I'll be bored. Fuck, you're right. Five. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let's let's find out what Joe thought about this one. I've never been so angry before in my life, and I think a lot of it's just <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it's just hearing how you guys dissect these things. I didn't realize how much I hated the post until I was a guest on this show. Um, yeah, I don't know. You guys have totally reorganized my ranking system. Where to me. Six was already a failure. Five is just mean. And now that's all out the window. Oh, yeah. Like, we, we gotta we're, be harsh. we're barely cresting five on most of these. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like I can't get past the baby boomer audience thing on it. I feel like it wasn't really made for me. I feel like I'm tired of hearing about it. It's, you know, I'm more into like what can we do now? What can I as an individual do now to change stuff? I don't need to continue to have people tell me about some per- people at a journalist organization that said, no, stop doing bad things. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I give it a four. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Spielberg. <laughs> Mr. Gruber. Oh, what's this? Oh, this is London. It's wonderful. Aunt Lucy always dreamed of coming to London. If she saw this, it would be like she were finally here. Lucy! Oh, Paddington. This is perfect. Paddington, he's a bear, in case you're unfamiliar. Uh, he is now happily settled with the Brown family and a popular member of the local community. He picks up a series of odd jobs to buy the perfect present for his Aunt Lucy's 100th birthday, only for the gift to be stolen in Paddington 2. Um... This looks infinitely charming. It looks like the best movie on the list. Is it called Paddington 2 or is 2 your ranking? Oh, absolutely. It's not my ranking. (laughs) No, there's so many things to to like about this based on the the trailers, the information that's out there. I mean, I really respect that uh, this movie shows Paddington putting in his part to fight against the prison industrial complex. Right. Um. So yeah, there's a, a scene in one of the trailers where he uh, he apparently he he's imprisoned for uh, for a crime he did not yeah, commit. He's, he's like framed for stealing this pop up book, goes to prison, and then befriends all the prisoners, and they eventually help him. It looks like it's hard to tell uh, to clear his name, maybe after whatever. he accidentally dyes all of their clothing pink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, and I'm sure he eats a lot of marmalade along the way. I think I couldn't even grasp the trailer because I just hate 
animated bears so much ever you, since the Coca-Cola. Uh, those are different bears, and those are American bears, and they don't have accents. There's true. so much just... What do, you, what do you think about Winnie the Pooh? Also has a British accent. Oh, so that's what we're... Oh. Who animated American bears right. are the problem. Right. Smokey? What an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm like, I think I'm experiencing some sort of triggering event from my childhood thinking about all these animated bears. Yeah. Did you notice like the the sets and the framing and stuff on this just look really Wes Anderson-y? Yeah. Yeah. I did see that. Got a lot Especially of... when they're sneaking into the house. That's yeah. like the most straight there's, on. There's a shot where there's a, a square in the middle and all these prisoners' faces are kind of poking over the square just in the center of the frame. Yeah. It's very... British. Very much like that. But the guy who directed it is uh, Paul King, who directed The Mighty Boosh. Yeah. Which is <laughs> interesting. Isn't it? <laughs> I thought so. Also interesting that it's rated R for disturbing violent content, bloody images, graphic nudity. <laughs> no, no, that's the Neon Demon. But it's like, it is kind of long, though. Is it? It's an hour 43. Yeah. That's kind of long for like what? a for this type of movie. I think it's thirteen minutes longer than your ideal. Dumbo was like seventy minutes long. Paddington one. Does this stray far from the design and the story of that movie? Did you guys see that? Movie? No, no idea. But I didn't see Paddington. It is the same director, so I would assume so. I remember seeing the trailer for the first Paddington. You're like, oh, that looks cute. I do feel like you, you know we're gonna fall into that thing again where if this where is I the just one start randomly... talking about how cute Paddington looks, <laughs> that thing, <laughs> is that a thing? He's always going out about how adorable Paddington is. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, if we do have to end up going to see this movie, we're probably going to want to watch the original also. I hope that yeah. this is a movie that we have to go see. Oh, me too. That's why I gave it a 7 out of 10. I gave it an 8. An 8? Yeah. I thought about 8, but I didn't do it. Joe, what did you think about Paddington 2? I give it a 1. <laughs> Fuck lip-smacking cartoon bears. He's eating marmalade. It's precious. I, I stand by my ranking. Of How do you suite. feel about Baloo? A Baloo? Yeah, right? Yeah, Baloo. Jungle Book. It reminds me of the I-Step Indiana Standardized Testing. Uh, questions. Wait, where is this going? Wuzzle means to mix. A yonker is a young man. A baloo is a bear. You're now stuck in a room fucking filling in little tiny ovals with your number two pencil. One. Oh my god. How do you hate that so much? <laughs> And now, more chill. All right. So now that we've talked and complained and jeered about these five films that are going to come out, uh, it's time to roll um, the old film prejudice die and uh, figure some, out which some, one some of the Some what? of the movies are already out in limited release. Shut up. All right. They're not out here. And that's all that counts. We could probably get them on the internet. Yeah, you can always do that. Anyhow, it's time to roll the old 
Film Prejudice Die and figure out which one we're going to be forced to watch and review on our next episode. So here we go. Uh, it's a seven that trans and divide by two. Uh, Is that the fucking post? Uh, <laughs> no, it's Paddington 2. Paddington 2 wins. <laughs> oh, wait, no, it doesn't. You're right. It's the post. <laughs> I don't know which is worse. <laughs> the Post. <laughs> I don't think I realized how much I was favoring Paddington 2 over The Post until we rolled The Post. Maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised. Maybe we'll stand up in the theater and cheer. I just don't want to watch that. But now I have to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's my duty to the listener. And we'll go see The Post. And then uh, in our next episode, we will uh, give our full review of it. Can't you hear how excited we all are about the post? It's two hours and 20 minutes long. Post is rated PG-13. Oh. It's boring and safe. <laughs> yeah. All right. Tune in next time for a review of a... You are so far away from your mic right now. I, I realized that as soon as the post was announced, you just <laughs> slumped back in your chair. <laughs> you just don't want to... Yeah. yeah. I, gave, I gave up on the podcast. I'm done. I'm done already. It's not fun anymore. Yeah. Tune in next time and we'll have a review of a probably pretty mediocre film for you. Although it's going to win some awards. More awards for three people that have so many fucking awards. Maybe Bradley Whitford will get one. It's not over yet. All right. And because Jason wanted to do this, um, we're going (laughs) to give y'all a heads up on which five films are going to be running the gauntlet next time. All right. So in addition to The Post, which we will give a full review of, the Film Prejudice Committee has decided that these are the five movies that we will have to review before they come out. Death House, Leisure Seeker, Den of Thieves, Mom and Dad, and Phantom Thread. My guess is that our listener has never heard of any of those movies. Give us some feedback if you have, though. Yeah, and check us out on... uh... Social media? Yeah. Uh, That's then ancillary information that we can use on the show. You were correct. So uh, do our jobs for us, listener. Yeah, tell us what you think about these movies that haven't come out yet. And then we'll tell the world. is about a... No, fuck that. Court is adjourned. Had it, you ruined it. Just like everything else.